Hello, and welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. The summer 2014 issue of American Road Magazine brought back one of our favorite family themes for the lazy, hazy days of summer, A Night at the Drive-In, Part 2. The best part about the more than 30 outdoor movie palaces reviewed is that the majority of them are still going strong. According to Steve Bloomer, second-generation owner of the Skyview Drive-In in Belleville, Illinois, across the river from St. Louis, things have never been better. We know you will enjoy Steve's stories in this podcast as he describes a family business he's been involved with since the first time he watched a movie from the projection booth when he was five years old. The Skyview took off in the late 1940s, and it doesn't look like it's going to land anytime soon. This American Road Trip Talk is brought to you by the Finney County, Kansas Convention and Visitors Bureau, which invites you to celebrate the 23rd Tumbleweed Festival in Garden City, Kansas, August 22nd through the 24th. On the fourth weekend of August, the West Green of the Lee Richardson Zoo comes alive with sights and sounds of families enjoying food, music, and children's activities. For more information, visit FinneyCountyCTB.com and look under Attractions. Welcome to another American Road Trip Talk. This time we are in Belleville, Illinois. Visiting one of those places is, uh, well, I've been for generations, a great place to go in the summertime, and that's Drive-In. In this particular case, we're at the Skyview Drive-In with the owner, Steve Bloomer. Thank you very much for being with Steve. It's my pleasure. Now, tell me, Steve, the, how long has the Skyview been around? My grandfather built it uh, along with his two brothers, and it opened on July the 8th, 1949. My goodness. So this is how many generations now? That would be uh, three generations. Any hope of another fourth generation kicking any further forward? I, I do have um, one of my relatives, one of my kids is involved. Um, Let's just say I have a business partner that's younger than I am that can carry on the business. Good. I mean, that's the more important part, that yeah. somebody's going to be able to carry this on. So this pretty become, I mean, in, in all that time, I would imagine that you are something of a tradition for this part of Illinois, uh, across from St. Louis and uh, below East St. Louis. Well, that's true. Um, in fact, we're the only drive-in in the entire St. Louis metropolitan area. You have to go up to Litchfield, Illinois, or I think, uh, I don't know if the next closest one in Missouri is in Cadet or not, but we draw from a 50-mile radius easily. How have you survived the coming of all of the digital age and DVDs and all the rest of the kind of fancy stuff that's out there? How do drive-ins like yours, the Skyview, survive? I think it's because we cater to a family audience. Um, all of our pictures are directed with that type of an audience in mind. And sometimes some of our customers get a little bit upset. Like over this past summer, there were a tremendous number of animated movies. In fact, there was for like two weekends, we had two animated movies on each screen. So we were playing four animated movies. You know, we had Epic and Turbo and Despicable Me and Monsters University all playing at the same time. Um, and some of our customers that, want, that didn't want to see animated movies were complaining, you need to have some movies for us to see. Well, the problem is when you're selling out every weekend, you go with what they want to see. Now, that's right. You said you're selling out every weekend, so this isn't just kind of scraping by. Oh, no. This was a, a very good season for us. That I would say that we probably had six or seven weekends during the summer where we sold out both screens. 
How do you advertise this? Or is this kind of word of mouth? People know it's been here so long? Is that how it works? Well, I think word of mouth. It's amazing how many people don't know there's a drive-in in their neighborhood. But we have a big, a strong Facebook presence. Mm. Uh, we have 27,000 people that like us on Facebook. Uh, we have captured over 700 email addresses. Uh, and they get a weekly notice from us as to what we're doing, programming that we're doing, anything special. So there's, there's 700 people right there that get a, a – it's almost like a one-on-one notice with them. Uh, we have our, our website, which is uh, maintained by my son, and he does an excellent job with that. It's a great, great website. It's an interesting marriage of technologies. You know, something that's been around for a while, which is the, the film, the movies, mm-hmm. and the drive-ins, which are, are, you know, came up and I think blossomed after World War II in particular. Right. Uh, but, but also your son and high-tech as well, Facebook pages. It's funny. Right, exactly. And uh, the uh, Facebook is a, is a great place, I think, to get, get your uh, message out to a, a lot of people. And we had some this year that... Uh, you know, it, it said that it was seen by 30,000, you know, 20,000 of, of, of our Facebook people, and then another 10,000 where it went viral. That's amazing. Now, do you find that people, um, that there are kind of drive-in aficionados that uh, follow you because you're a drive-in? Oh, yeah. We have very definitely have our own audience. There was another uh, indoor theater that opened in Belleville. It's a five-screen theater. They've got two bistro-type things, you know, where you can sit there and order food. And I wasn't concerned at all because that's not going to take any of our audience away from from us. Um, again, the, with, with us catering to a family crowd, it's a lot cheaper coming here because we don't charge for kids. Kids twelve and under, uh, we admit for free. Uh, now adults pay pretty much the same price as they would at a uh, at an indoor theater, mm-hmm. uh, but when you combine. The free kids, it's a, it's a heck of a bargain. We were talking with Steve Bloomer, who is the owner of the Skyview Drive-In in Belleville, Illinois. Uh, now, you, now, you grew up around here, right? This is where your grandfather was here? Right. I, I knew how to thread up a movie projector when I was five years old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. you have any favorite stories as you were growing up? Well, this was back in May. A car into the front. They, they had been in the back. This was after intermission, so they were moving up to a better spot. And they weren't there for five minutes when I started hearing honk, 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 honk. I thought, what in the world going on down there? So I walked down to the car, and a young lady is driving, and her spouse slash boyfriend, whatever, was in the passenger seat. And he is so drunk. Uh-oh. Okay. And I said to the young lady, I said, what's going on down here? He said, well, we had a little bit of an altercation. I said, but I've got it under control. And all this time, this guy's mouthing off to me. Mm-hmm. And she's putting her hand over his face. <laughs> and I, thought, I I said, okay, you get it under control. And I said to the guy, I said, if I have any problems out of you, we're gonna, you'll have to be asked to leave. And I said to the customers sitting on either side of them, because they were sitting in their lawn chairs outside. I said, if you have any problems here, come and let us know. Well, I was in my office for 15 minutes. One of my ramp guards came in and said, uh, we got a customer complaining out here. So I went out to the customer and said, yeah, that car that just moved in down there that you talked to before, well, they're having really loud sex. <laughs> and so I went down there and I walked up to the 
back window, and I could see a naked leg up against the, the window. <laughs> I, I knocked on the window, and the guy put rolled his window down and said, Dude, I'm kind of busy in here. I said, Well, you get your pants on and get out of here in two minutes before the cops get here. So that kind of became our catchphrase this year. Kid was coming in, I was working on my computer, and said, Hey, dude, I'm kind of busy in here. <laughs> when you were growing up, uh, what were some of the favorite movies that you remember as you were growing up in the drive-in? The one that was most memorable to me was the very first movie that I ever saw. I, when I, I was like five years old, and I used to go. We, we had a number of theaters at that time. We had a, a downtown theater called The Ritz. And I went with my grandpa. And he took me to, he made me sit up in the balcony where he'd keep an eye on me because the balcony was right by the, the steps that lead up to the projection booth. And so I'm sitting there all by myself. Watching the movie, Them. Don't know if you remember Them. It's the giant ants movie. Oh, my goodness. So my first movie was a horror movie. (laughs) And I'm sitting in the balcony all by myself. It certainly didn't deter you from this. Tell me about the technology that's here right now, and how do you keep up with the technology? Um, Are you still getting the the, the movies in the big reels, or are they coming to you electronically? How's it going out? We made the conversion to digital before this last season. And it's not an inexpensive proposition. Uh, about $150,000 to do both screens. Um, so now instead of getting our movies on film um, and having to splice them together and put them on a platter, they now come on a hard drive. And uh, we just ingest them into our server. Uh, we, don't, we don't use them then to play the movies. It's ingested onto the server. So instead of taking two hours to put, to put a movie together, it now takes 20 minutes to ingest it. Wow, to download it essentially into your servers. Correct. And then when we're done with the movie, uh, it used to be it took two hours to disassemble the movies, put them back on the reels, put them back in the cans. Uh, now you just click on it and hit delete. Tell me something about that old technology because I don't think I ever knew that you assembled and disassembled movies. What did that mean in the old days? Well, okay, now that goes back to maybe the uh, late 70s. Uh, to do it that way. When I first started, uh, you played the, the film as it came on the shipping reels. You had two projectors in a booth. So you're constantly changing back from one projector to the other. There were changeover cues. If you remember seeing those little circles up in the upper right-hand corner, mm-hmm. those were cues for the projectionist to know when to start the projector and when to change over. Uh, then when xenon bulbs came out where you could play for an extended period of time and they invented film platters... Um, that's really what enabled the uh, theater owners to go multiplex because you oh. didn't have to have a projectionist for every every screen. You, you take the film, you cut off the head, you cut off the tail, and then you splice it together and put it on this platter so that it just runs the, the whole – you thread it up, you push the start button, and the whole movie runs through. And since it feeds out of the center of the platter – uh, you don't have to rewind it. So that was a big innovation back in the 70s. Like I said, it was responsible for the uh, megaplexes. Now, I didn't know that you disassembled and real stem, but there was actual cutting of the film that went on. Yes. Yeah, you had to cut off the heads. And the, you know, the, if you ever saw the, you know, the, the, the numbers you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. okay, you have to cut that off. Right. And there's a tail on there as well. Oh. You have to cut that off so that uh, you get a, a, a smooth transition from reel one to reel two and, and so on. Well, then in the old days of having somebody who was a projectionist, somebody who could run the thing without the film stopping. I've seen it actually happen where the film stopped and all of a sudden there was this burst of like a, an explosion of color as the thing burned through. 
Correct. Yeah. Uh, and I was a projectionist. I mean, I, I did that, and I've had film catch, you know, the, where the film breaks in the projector, and the, the heat from the carbon arc lamps is so intense that, yeah, it just melts the film. Wow. That must have also been dangerous, too, with that kind of heat. Well, it wasn't as dangerous then because they had gone to acetate film. Um, yeah, it would it would melt, but it wouldn't catch fire. Uh, the old nitrate films, the old movie theaters were built uh, with fire bricks if they and with um, uh, fusible links on the on the shutters. So if there was a fire that started in there, it would be confined to the booth. And uh, the requirement was you had to have two men in the booth just because of you know uh, maybe something going wrong. Well, hazardous occupation, right? It was then, yeah. It's so much more. What are your biggest challenges now in the 21st century as a as a drive-in uh, theater owner? Well, just being sure that you, you get the movies that your that your customers want to see. I mean, there are times during the year where you have to make a choice. Um, we had to pass up, uh, like, The Heat, which was a, a good movie. It was an R-rated comedy, and it came in the middle of the summer. Um we're hopeful at some time in the future, within the next couple of years, of adding a third screen here, which would then mean that we could play just about everything. Uh, uh, those types of movies we'd play on the third screen for you know the more mature audience. That's very interesting. But it's interesting that the, the, your bread and butter, if you will, Steve, is the family movie right now. That's exactly right. And if it comes down to a choice between that and something else, we'll always choose the family movie. Steve, I want to thank you for uh, this conversation. It's really fascinating getting a, a view of the, all these different generations. And uh, it's the beat is continuing on here in the 21st century at the Skyview Drive-In in Belleville, Illinois. No end in sight for right now. Thank you so much for being on it. American Road Trip Talk with us. Thank you. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.